0: This is the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy.
1: All right. Thursday night. That means it's time for the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show. Thank you all for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification to get notified whenever we have new content available to you. We are going to be cashing on the NFL today. It will be 100% cashing tickets, 100% placing bets on futures like division winners and player awards. We will have a guest later on in the show. I'm assured he will show up Chaz Flardy of Sports Betting Weekly. As soon as we get him on, we will try to introduce him properly, like we like to
2: do. But we do have Chris Dowhauer in the building. Chris, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Danny. talked about cashing tickets. We have football starting next week, so that's when we give you our winners preseason, or I just say, before the season kicks off, we're going to give you some prize winners. And I'm excited about football. I know we've been talking about it for weeks and, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's finally here.
1: It is finally here. One week away from the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs kicking off. And I don't know if you guys know this. is probably a good time to bring it up. But we are going to be this show, the MD's fantasy football show, like 50% fantasy football, 50% betting. We're going to be intertwining them this year. We want to win championships, and we want to cash tickets. We want you to win all the way around. That's our new goal for the 2023 season. We're attacking this in several different ways. In fact, Chris, when I'm doing these player props, it actually makes me a better fantasy football player because I can kind of intertwine that in the projections. What do you think about that?
2: Absolutely, And we gave you a little bit of a taste of this on our draft shows where we were one of the few draft shows that actually combined, you know, betting with drafting and fantasy football as well. So we try to give you insight not just about the game, but the games that can win you money.
1: That's absolutely correct. And speaking of somebody who can help win us money, we got the man, the myth, the legend in the building. We're going to introduce our guest properly now. Let's kick this thing off. And now... The moment you've all been waiting for—he's on the bottom of your screen, the number one betting expert in the world, host of the Sports Betting Weekly and Wake and Bake, <laughs> Mr. Shasvalardi.
0: Can you hear
1: me? Okay. I can hear you. I can you definitely hear you.
0: I, I had to kick it up a notch for the uh, extra Wi-Fi in the hotel, but we are in New Orleans for the two-lane season opener, so it's a pretty exciting time. And hey, look, yeah. I'm repping. Look, I'm repping. No, wrong side. You, I'm repping.
1: You are repping. Love it. T-shirts in the background. You're there. You look good, buddy. It's been I've a got long time. i pictures of this season.
0: shirt. This is, you know what? You know how, uh, like, AAA magazine. Magazine, from anywhere in the world, in the, in the magazine, right? So, like all these pictures
1: of me with and, and love it, Chaz, always being a big supporter of the show. I think we're having a little, I think we got you back there. I'm gonna say, I think you were crapping on this for a second, but I think we got you back, uh, now. So, Chaz, we're excited to try to cash some tickets here, buddy. We're and, talking to some yeah, divisional yeah, winners yeah. to kick this thing off. Let's, let's, what's the, what you got? we're we're having some technical difficulties i think there chaz well
0: I, I, right now it's working
1: okay well, we'll we'll see how long we can keep it going hopefully throughout yeah. the rest of the show so we're going to talk about some divisional winners and chaz you and i talk about this all the time yeah, so we're chaz, not going to bet on every well, single thing we're going to yeah. Chaz, tell you what, why don't you, why don't you jump out and try to come back in and see if we can get a, a better better signal
0: because it's, it's just
1: Okay. We're going to see if we can get him to jump back in there in just a minute. So, Chris, we are trying to talk about some divisional winners here. We're not going to bet on every single one. We're going to bet on what makes sense value-wise and what makes sense as far as a decent enough probability of happening. Betting's a little bit different than fantasy football in that way. Fantasy football, you're always trying to make the most probable move possible, but in betting, the odds have to make sense in case you're getting introduced to it for the first time this season, which a lot of people are. There's more and more states regulating it and finally making it legal to do so. And if you're a fantasy football player, I think you'll find that betting is a natural segue to how you can expand your football fun, which is the whole reason why we're trying to go 50-50. So, Chris, let's start off, while we hopefully get Chaz back sometime soon, let's start off with the AFC East division right now. So, in that division, it should come as no surprise, but the Buffalo Bills are favored to win. However... The Buffalo Bills are plus 120. So you actually have some pretty good odds if the Bills are going to win that division. In other words, we also have the Jets at plus 270, the Dolphins at plus 300, and the Patriots at plus 800. So I'm actually looking to put a ticket in there on the Buffalo Bills at plus 120. I still think they're the best team in this division, best on both sides of the ball all the way around. They still have the best quarterback of the division, which is a big deal for me as well. And if you can get them at plus 120 odds as a favorite, that's something I want to cash in a little bit.
2: Yeah, you don't have huge odds there necessarily, but you make some decent profit. As you talked about, Buffalo Bills should be back on track. This team has been the classic to the division for the last few years. The Dolphins were on a come up last year. Um, can they, them or the Jets, you know, beat the Buffalo Bills and take the division? Probably not. I know Von Miller's going to start off the season injured, but this Bills team looks hungry and ready to try to get back to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, they've won the division the last three years in a row. On top of it, it's been a dominant streak for them, although it is going to be stiff competition in the AFC. Chaz, we got you, buddy.
0: What do you think? Is it going to work?
1: Yes, that's much better. We actually had a good oh,
0: – so, so. Before we go anywhere, I sure. got this shirt because I, I always join you guys with a list because you guys are so knowledgeable that if I don't have a list, I could you know look like I'm, I'm babbling. But I have real tickets in my hand as of right now because Harris is you know in New Orleans, so I got tickets. I'm exactly – but I've got this incredible setup at home, you know, and this is so hard for me. I'm, I got a week. College football is opening, and I'm dealing with bad Marriott Wi-Fi. All right, <laughs> uh, what what I, on the TV I get one channel at a time. You know, at home I can get in my office I could have seven. I got the the easy the 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 data program I have or the, the little Fire Stick whatever it is gets me four state four channels. Then I got two on my monitors and one on my phone, so I got seven games right now. Here I'm going. I'm having to sit down and, and go through the whole 115 channels at the hotel to find out what the, where the games are and get them in a loop. You know. Don't you miss but the when
1: you a kid and they, you know, staying at the hotel was actually a treat? Going away from home now, yeah, it's just give like, yeah. oh, me in front of my TV. I have all my stuff set up. Get me out of here.
0: Exactly. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a an average guy. There was a period where I liked hotels because they had X rated movies in them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie now King I'm Grimm. back. To, yeah, but now I'm back to where I just want ESPN Ocho. <laughs> But it, you know it's a long weekend of college football, so I went. I went with a. I went with a, uh, a round robin today, but I just doubled down because what happened is, uh, if you're if you're a sports better and you don't take advantage of this free money, you're you're insane. So I'm in Louisiana, so now I call Archie Manning up. I get a promo code. I put it in. I bet fifty dollars and I get two fifty. Right, so I bet fifty dollars on Minnesota at halftime because. I really like them. And if they lose, I get 250 in my account. And it's a long weekend of college football. 250 for me is a nice little bonus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is, especially to kick off the weekend just right. I can't complain about that, man. You got anything else for us? Was that was that a
0: no? I got the so 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 you sounds like you started, but the way I got it down is I went AFC uh east, west, south, and north, and then NFC east, west, south, and north. And 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 I'm, I'm gonna look for five, but I may narrow it down to, to four because really what I'm looking for is a ticket that for what I bet gets me back a thousand bucks. I wanna have two tickets. One that I could sell on prop swap, get all my money back, which I've I've done with the Kentucky Derby. I did with UConn. I mean, I'm really on a nice little roll at prop swap. I'm big fans of prop swap. And then another one, it's gotta be worth coming back, right? It's mm-hmm. gotta be worth coming back. I'm thinking of Geno's worth coming back to New Orleans for. It. That's my logic. I so we were out today. And have either of you been here?
1: No, yes. I, I have not. Chris has, yeah.
0: Okay, so so Chris, as you know, I could get a three hundred dollar ticket if I smoke here in New Orleans, or I can find a doctor, right, and get a get a prescription for medical marijuana. And I'm thinking in six days, I don't really have time to get a doctor. So all I'm doing is I'm being very discreet, right? But we're at a we're at a bar over down by the Harris today, and it was two twenty five for a red striped beer. Two dollars and twenty-five cents for a red striped beer. It was happy hour, and I thought to myself, "How long ago has it been since I've heard two dollars and twenty-five cents for a beer?" You know, I was just That's thinking that about it. That's a rough beer, but yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it, with the right, so we had fried jalapenos and fried pickles. So a Jamaica beer just you know went with it. It just yeah, went perfect. with it. And I'm yeah. not. I, I don't like. I'm not a big pickle guy, and I'm not a big jalapeno guy. But you know when they were fried, they were good bar food. It was good bar food. So, 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 so I'm it. ready to go. I've got notes for all the conferences. I, I I know who I'm leaning, but this is where I need your help because last year you gave it to me. I saved it remember before we did our draft show I told you I would hold on to I got all the odds from then so we could see the difference but you guys gave it to me last year but I didn't really see it because I didn't it was our first time really doing it that and and the one that killed me all year was that Minnesota damn that you circled the Vikings <laughs> and it killed me all year every because kept the odds kept going lower and lower and lower because they kept being <laughs> a sure thing you know So did you already do AFC
1: So we just talked about the AFC East. I'd love to get your pick because, again, the Bills are plus 120, the the Jets plus 270, Dolphins plus 300, and the Patriots, of course, all the way down there plus 800. That makes sense. To me, the Bills at plus 120 for a team that should be the favorite and has won a division the last three times in a row makes a lot of sense in my eyes to pull the trigger there. Now, the Jets are very good. The Dolphins are very good. But I think the Bills, at the end of the day, have the best quarterback and the best team.
0: Well, and again, so we got one, two, three, four, five. There's eight of them, right? And there's a lot of them that the favorites are minus numbers. The Bills are a plus number. Uh-huh. So the question, the only thing I, uh, my question is before I make that selection, is Aaron Rodgers. My Vicky has watched some of the the, the show. I didn't really watch one. I saw some clips. Yeah, I'm sure, he looks happy. But the bottom line is, how many rings is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is under? In my opinion, he is under performed for a long time and he pissed and moaned and complained and it was always everybody else's fault. He didn't have this. He didn't have that. He didn't have that. That's my opinion of Aaron Rodgers. Am I off base?
1: I mean, slightly to some degree last year was, was disappointing. Yes. He also had the broken thumb. I think that had a lot to do with it. Remember he's only two years removed from an MVP season. So it wasn't that long. long.
0: I'm not saying he's not a great quarterback and for fantasy. Yeah. But I'm telling I'm thinking that I would rather, Go with the Bills, then, then, and then get plus one twenty, 120, plus one twenty five in sports betting is a rare thing to see. I'm betting the soccer games that are minus five hundred for heaven's sake. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: Yeah. So I, I think we're all Chris. You and you were on the Bills. Sorry, Chaz made me forget. <laughs> Chris, you're on the Bills too. Are you taking Miami?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I probably take the Bills in this one. I think this is one of the tougher divisions to call. I think that all these teams can be a toss up. But as you kind of alluded to, I think the Buffalo Bills have the best quarterback. I think they had the most team, that was cohesiveness as a team, and I think this team overall is going to be the one who pulls away with it
0: and uh, remember last year they were one guy on the field away. they were taking that game over, and that guy got that you know and God yeah. bless him, he's back, but I mean that that's a that's a weird scenario, right? You could write a thousand stories about a thousand NFL season and you wouldn't write that story
1: no what one hundred percent so all three of us taking the bills that means it's come a- man it's. a That's right. We're locking them in. So let's let's stay in the AFC. Let's go to the AFC North. Well, we have another situation where the favorite is still plus money. The Bengals are plus one forty. It's another tough division, though. The Ravens plus two thirty five. The Browns at plus four hundred, and the Steelers at plus five hundred. I can make an argument that there's value for every single one of these teams on this list. But the Bengals are, once again, kind of following my Bills logic, have the best quarterback in the division. And I think still the best team all the way around with the best firepower. And being that they're plus 140 and they should be the favorites, that's where my money is going to go. Because I'm still getting great odds to take the favorite, the most probable winning team in that division. That's where my mindset is. Chris, what do you say?
2: Yeah, this one's a little tougher for me. I, the Bills' logic makes a lot of sense, but this division's been back and forth for the last few years. We've seen different teams kind of rise up and fall down into the pack. Cincinnati's a very good team, but Joe Burrow is just coming back on the field right now, and he has a notorious slow starter in general. So this Cincinnati team has to finally kind of hit its stride. Well, there's a lot of other teams that have improved in this division. We think Cleveland's going to be better. We think Pittsburgh's going to continue to be improved, and the Ravens should also be better as well. So for me, that's a I, I, it's one I'm not really necessarily going to take. I, I don't have a favorite per se. If I'm gonna to try to risk it, I might risk going Cleveland just because I think the payout's worth it possibly. Um, but that's where I would go for this division.
1: Just just real quick though, I, I do think Cleveland will be better. I've been on record as saying that. But how many times have we said we think Cleveland should be better? And just doesn't wind up coming to fruition. It just popped in my mind when you said it that way. And it's just like how many times have we said that was gonna be the case and it never actually winds up happening? They should hey, be Dan.
0: <laughs> hey Dan, when's, when's your birthday, Dan?
1: It's in November, November
0: 29th. Yeah, I'm the 15th. So, so, uh, so how old are you going to be in November? I
1: will be 33.
0: Yeah. It's been at least that many years, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's mean, right. Whenever Cleveland's got a big primetime game, the graphic, they don't even have to think about it. The production team go get that graphic of all the quarterbacks and they get that graphic, right. Of all the quarterbacks. And it goes on and on for pages. It's like three pages.
1: They, they better show some improvement with the money they're paying to Sean Watson this year. That's all I have to say with this first offseason. Yeah. It, it has to, otherwise it's a catastrophe over there. But um, So yeah. that's my money. Chris, you're your money on the Ravens? Oh, are you saying the Browns? I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on this division in general for betting, but if you're going to take a shot, I think Cleveland's a shot. I might take on this division.
1: Okay, so I got the Bengals. Chris would rather take a shot on the Browns. Chaz, what do you say?
0: No, I, I agree with Chris. There's no way that this – division is gonna be in one of my parlays. It's just not happening. And here's why they're all plus money. I Vicky's a Baltimore fan. So really do I if I bet Baltimore and they blow it, they and they they're the only loser, and now my marriage is at stake. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And like your you really, That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And 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 those Cincinnati to me is the team to beat because what do you What do you need in, to win in the NFL? You need a great quarterback. That's a great quarterback. If you don't think it's a great quarterback, then you, me, and I are are going to argue because I think he is a great quarterback. Yeah, agreed,
1: agreed. And like I said, the plus money, I think there's value to be had there. But yes, it's going to be a topsy turvy
0: division, one hundred percent. Let's keep the- you can get a favorite plus money, it's it's a no brainer. And maybe what I'll do is I'll do an all an eight teamer. You know, with all of them. Maybe okay. that's what I'll do, and I'm gonna use. I am gonna use Cincinnati in that one, but that's not be the. That, that'll be like five dollars to win, you know. I don't, yes. Maybe I'll do it twice too. Maybe you know, because you know, we're gonna start talking a lot now, right? We haven't talked. I miss you guys.
1: I know it's it's great. We finally have you back here. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let's let's keep this thing rolling. Let's talk about the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars are heavy favors. They're at minus 155. The Tennessee Titans at plus 350. Colts at plus 600. And the Houston Texans at plus 800. And guess what? This is where I am. Oh, come on. There we go. I want to cash it all day long. Tennessee Titans at plus 350. This is the mon- my money maker as far as all the divisions go this year. Everyone loves the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're sexy, up-and-coming quarterback. They got the new addition in Calvin Ridley. Looks like they've raided the ship with Doug Peterson. The defense might even be a little bit better. They got two premier pass rushers potentially between Josh Allen and Travion Walker, although they're secondary in the rest or defense, I think, still stinks. And that kind of leads me to the point about the Tennessee Titans. Do you guys remember, because I know people forget this all the time. They they can't remember yesterday. Do you remember the Titans started off the season 7-3 and last year before getting down to their JV squad because they were so injured on both sides of the ball. They won a division two of the last three years. If they don't get ravaged by injury again, which I think is highly unlikely, Mike Vrabel, believe it or not, is the best coach in that division. This is a pretty well-balanced team who plays a physical brand of football something the jaguars have always struggled against give me the tennessee Titans, and i'm locking him in a- chris what do you say
2: i couldn't agree more dan this is the team that everybody was writing off the entire season chaz talked about earlier in the show about how that viking thing caught him all year long and he was kicking himself for not picking the Vikings. Everybody worked the Vikings off last year, and look what they were able to do. Tennessee sits in the very same boat. This team has a lot of talent. They got a veteran quarterback. And to your point, Dan, it's not like Jacksonville just, you know, was dominant last year. They were able to rest their starters for the end of the season because Tennessee basically had guys running on fumes by the end of the season. Josh they were, Dobbs was starting yeah, they out, you know, yeah. Guys they signed the week before to play quarterback for them. They were having their seventh-string corners out there, so Tennessee is definitely on the come up. Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and I'm with you. I think people want this team to go away because they're boring and they're not sexy, but they are better than Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: 100%. Chaz, what do you think?
2: Football
0: is – not one sexy, right? And the Patriots never won sexy. Babe, Brable, really, think about it. If Brable ever got his hotel room robbed, how much hardware they would get? Because he's got how many rings? Like four <laughs> or five of them, doesn't
1: he? Uh, he's got quite a few, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the bottom line is, so he's, I've got minus 175 for Jacksonville. i got Kansas City at 175. So some idiot out there believes that those quarterbacks are equal. Because <laughs> the chart, don't get me wrong. The only reason Kansas City's minus 175 is because people think the Chargers are good. And then and I guess they just don't understand how severe a curse can be. A curse is a very serious thing. You don't. I'm in serious. Look what I'm I'm in New Orleans, for heaven's sakes. It's True. The voodoo capital of America, right? I understand curses. So I yeah, I I would I this one just said the note says Trevor Lawrence. Question mark, question mark. 175. And I'm thinking, yeah. No way. You can get Patrick Mahomes at 175 or Trevor Lawrence at 175 because, you know, they have a good coach too, but it's Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I'm, this one was a wash for me, so I'm just following you guys.
1: All right, so the group is locking, locking in.
0: Lock them in.
2: But it's lock. A...
1: That's what I like to see. That, that's my big one. That's my Minnesota
0: I guess, white. I guess I, I, te- I teased my West pick already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> quick, quick question. Sure. Who who do we take to be the worst team in this division? Will it be the Colts or will it be the Texans? I
1: mean, my money's on the Colts. It just seems like a dysfunctional franchise on top of having a a void of talent where the Texans, honestly, I think they're going in the right direction. They don't have a ton of talent either, but you do have a better quarterback, a better NFL quarterback in CJ Stroud over Anthony Richardson. And I trust D'Amico Ryan's. I trust the direction that that organization is trying to build their way into. They started off with the foundation's on that team and they're not ready yet. But I look at the Colts and I'm like, because you pissed off Jonathan Taylor so much offensively, you have no engine. Now it's Anthony Richardson. You have to make plays. He's not at the point where he can make the plays on that kind of level without getting some help in the backfield.
2: So I, I think it's a Colts, Chris. Yeah, I tend to agree. I was just curious to see. I know it's not always betting. You always can't just bet on the winner. Sometimes sometimes. It's- no,
0: it's- no, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be a double digit in the, in the, in the four or three or four divisions that I don't play, there's going to be a double digit winner. There's there always is right. Every year there is one. It's just a matter. It's kind of March madness. There's there's always a a five, 12 upset. It's just a matter of figuring out what it is. But you know what? I feel bad for the Colts because it, this, their world really got shook up. Their quarterback just walked out on him. He said, I'm done, (laughs) you know? And he was, it was still in his like prime, not prime, but he was still in his good years. Yeah, he was a pretty decent quarterback, and he just said, "I'll see you later." And they've not been the same. And then Jonathan Taylor, he was one of the most exciting runners, and you dissed him in front of his family, man.
1: Yeah, it just it just seems very dysfunctional on top of a talent that typically leads to disaster, in 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 my opinion. Uh, yeah, we go to the AFC West, and I, I look. There's not a ton of value to be had here. I have the Chiefs at minus 165 on DraftKings looking at my board. Uh, there's You could say the Chargers at plus 290, the Broncos at plus 600, and, of course, you got the Raiders at plus 1600. The, there's no value really to be had here because you can't bet on anybody but the Chiefs. Like, just just can't do it, right, Chris? Or do you think you can throw a few shekels on the Chargers think they got a shot?
2: Yeah, this one I think that if you're just trying to, you know, Keep your money. The Chiefs are definitely the way to go. I think this is the easiest, simplest bet to stay with that. Um, if you're trying to try to make you know make a ventures uh, pick and you're trying to look maybe extra little extra money on the side and got something to spend, maybe throw a couple shekels in Denver Broncos. I know that this team has necessarily been you know wowing people, but they have improved the offensive line. This defense should be one of the better defenses in football with Sean Payton taking over. They have a lot of talent. They can play a physical brand of football while the rest of the division isn't really built to do that. So this Denver Bronco team could surprise people. The Chiefs are going to miss Chris Jones. So I know Patrick Mahomes is God and he's awesome, but this Chiefs defense is not very good. The offense is still, you know, to me, remains seen. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes can carry a lot, but we've seen this team struggle a couple years ago. Offense for a stretch there. So I do think the Chiefs can be taken. I don't think it's you know a short money bet, so I think the Chiefs would probably a short money bet, but if you want to try to take a chance, maybe consider
1: the Broncos well let me ask you this real quick because you you brought up Chris Jones and the contract holdout that they're going through right now with him and it does sound like it's going to go into the season at this point Chris Jones kind of digging his heels in but I have to think at least my opinion is he's going to at least play the second half of the season if not more than that so how slow of a start do you think Kansas City's going to have to get off to because I think second half of the season they're back to being Kansas City on both sides
2: of the football Eventually, they're hopefully back to being that. But I think Chris Jones is going to take a little bit but get back in shape. You know, it's hard to kind of just come off the streets and start rushing the passer and, you know, be getting 40, 50 snaps. So I think Chris Jones will be a guy that kind of ease back into that rotation. It's probably going to take two or three games to see you know, vintage Chris Jones. And in the meantime, this defense has doesn't have a whole lot of playmakers or banking on a lot of young guys to kind of step up for that pass rush. But we've seen before this Chiefs defense, when it's bad, it's bad. And it can be one of the things that can be Achilles heel for this team. So that's one thing to kind of consider. Okay. Chaz, do you think Chris poked yeah, enough? Well, well, I'm, I'm, looking
0: at, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at the concept of, I just need them to win the division, right? This is a team that yeah. th- they just win the division. It's a failure. They got, they got to be in the FC championship game and it's got to be a Kansas city for them to have a, a season that, you know, is worthy of, of them. So, but I did. Here's what I did. I seeded my four picks. I got Chiefs number one, Buffalo number two, Cincinnati number three, and Jacksonville number four. But here's the sheet, guys, that I printed the night we did the draft show, which I went 0 for 5. 0 for 5, guys. Yes. It was 0 for 5. It started ugly. It kept getting ugly. And we watched the movie. So I knew that <laughs> there was nothing. Real. I got rid of the draft. But I watched the movie. But with, um, so this is to win the division, right? And the uh, Buffalo's plus 140 then. They're one twenty-five, so it's not that bad. Cincinnati uh, is plus one ten. Baltimore minus three fifty. So the Cincinnati is now plus one sixty. So they went up from plus one ten. The yeah. Chiefs are minus one fifty. They're minus one seventy-five, and uh, Jacksonville was one sixty. So Tennessee was plus three fifty, um, and they are plus three forty or so. So really, not much change. Which is there was just only that one one team change, but it's amazing that you can go through the draft and the teams that are the teams are the teams. It just doesn't change. Huh?
1: Well, I'm going to point that out. Cause Chris, you and I we're fantasy people. We, we had, we do the show all year long. We talk dynasty and, and we, we talk about rookies constantly. Like what kind of impact are they going to make and where we should be drafting that and things of that nature. But ultimately when it comes to betting team wise, rookies don't have a huge impact normally speaking. So you're not going to see the odds change all that much.
2: No, I mean, unless you have, like, a you know, a borderline franchise quarterback that just walks through those doors and changes your entire team that you already had kind of set up for them, we don't see it change very much. Um, you can see different playmakers add to teams. You can see defensive guys shine. You can see all receivers or running backs shine. But really, does it take a team to the next level where you're looking at this team as now they're a true contender versus what they were before the draft?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so we we went through the AFC. Let's go through the NFC. So we go to the NFC East. The Eagles are the heavy favorites. They're at minus one thirty-five. Dallas Cowboys at plus one ninety-five. The Giants at plus nine hundred, and the Commanders at plus thirteen hundred. I will say this: nobody repeats in the NFC East. Now, the Eagles are definitely on paper the best team in that division, and I don't question that in any for a second. But the Cowboys pretty talented, too. Now, I don't trust Michael McCarthy in big games, but I have no problem with him in regular season games when they're beating the crap out of everybody. The Eagles have literally the toughest ranked schedule this NFL season makes it a little interesting, in my opinion. If you're looking for some value, maybe throw a quarter of a unit on the Dallas Cowboys. But frankly, this is one that I'm not going to pin my hopes on any one team, and I'd have to throw the Eagles into some sort of parlay. That's where I'm coming out of this. Chris, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I know the payout's not the the greatest, but I I just can't go against the Eagles in this division. I want to go with you, Dan. I want to take a chance maybe on Dallas if I'm going to throw a shekels on somebody else. But this Eagle team is just loaded. We talked about not necessarily – you know, being a champion after the draft, but I do walk. I did walk out of this past draft thinking that Harry Roseman is a genius and he's gotten an eye for talent, and he, everybody wants to seem to give it to him. So this Eagle team, when you look at the roster that they have and the depth that they have, they can take a lot of hits and still keep on ticking. I know they have on paper one of the hardest you know schedules coming into the season, but we also know this Eagle team might be that much better than everybody else in football right now.
1: Yeah, the Chaz, what do you think?
2: Well, anytime a team has the
0: hardest schedule, it's because their division's good. Because you play half of your games against your own division, basically. And so, I think last year, if you remember, these two teams were really, really good. They together they were like thirty and five or something, weren't they? Philly and Dallas. I mean, they both did really well. Mm -hmm.
1: Sounds about right. But uh,
0: but here's here's what here's my note. Simply says, will Jalen Hurts have more than one ring?
1: Will Jalen Hurts have more than one ring?
0: That's my question.
1: Yeah, and
0: when he court- retires, will Garrett Hurts have more yeah. than one ring? That's a good question. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks have a ring, right? Right. But when you yeah. have two rings, you're different.
1: I'm, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no too. And, and Chris, go
2: ahead. Why, why do you say no? And I'll, I'll say why I say no. I do. I think there's a really great chance the Eagles can be the Super Bowl winners this year. I know we're not that part in our show necessarily, but I think. Looking forward, the salary cap's implications for this team, and some of the aging offensive linemen make it concerning from the Eagles that they won't have that quite that huge advantage that they have right now. Devonta Smith's going to have to get paid. You're going to have to figure out what's going to you're going to replace Lane Johnson eventually with, and we've seen this happen to other teams. Once they kind of start having chinks in their armor, it becomes hard to continue to be that champion team. You know, Chaz talked about Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he nec- you know could be kind of underachiever. I think when you look at what you need to have for you to continue to be good when you pay your quarterback, it's hard. We've seen this kind of shown before that once you pay that quarterback the big money, it's hard to continue to put a, a winning franchise around him.
1: Yeah, Chris, you pretty much laid oh. out all the points that I was going to point out there. It's it's the Hearst getting $50 million a year, and now everybody else in that team is really good, starting to have to get paid in the offensive line, starting to age out. So I'm with you on that. I think their window is... Basically, this year, maybe next, but it's going to be closing pretty quickly. So I, I kind of think one, Chaz.
0: Well, uh, the way I look at it is this: you 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 pay the guy that gets the ball to the other guys if he's good at it, they want their money too. Well, you pay the guy that gets protected by the other guys, and if they're good at it, they want their money too. So the thing is, he's got he's he's young, and so what I'm thinking is he'll he'll win one, and then they'll, they'll rebuild, and for six or seven years, he won't be. Able to win one, but I think he could get two. I really do think he can get two. He's that young, right? He's just young, well, he's and he tired. and he doesn't really he doesn't get hurt. He's not the kind of guy that that, that runs around that much. I don't know, uh, but but I I have them as the pick in that division this year.
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts right now is twenty five years old. So yeah, it's just it's, real quick. As I was
2: going to say, real quick to the not getting hurt part, Chaz. He reminds me a lot of Dante Culpepper, and Dante Culpepper was able to be very dominant at a very young age, and there were, you know, how many champions did this Viking team win with Randy Moss and Jake Reed and Chris Carter, and that Viking team wound up kind of imploding when Dante Culpepper got real, tore up his knee. I know Jalen Hurts doesn't run around a lot, but he is very dependent on his physical ability, and we can see that it can be taken away and how quickly that can change even as a young quarterback.
0: Especially if you can't pay your lineman because you gave all the money to the guy with the ball.
1: Well, yeah, and I'll just lay out this, too. While it's only been a couple of games, Jalen Hurts actually has yet to this day played an entire season. He's always had to miss a game or two, whether it be a shoulder or or or, actually it's been shoulder, I think, both years. Right, Chris. So that's kind of been an issue for him because of that. But to Chris's point, he needs that physical ability to be his most effective self. Uh, Let's move on to the NFC North. And this is another division kind of similar to the AFC South, where I have big problems with Vegas laying out these odds the way that they have. The Detroit Lions are the favorites at plus 140. The Minnesota Vikings at plus 290. The Bears at plus 380. And the Packers are last at plus 400. I have a note here. Um, I'm going with the Vikings again at plus 290. I'll explain why in a second. But if I'm really feeling ballsy, I'm going to throw some shackles on the Green Bay Packers at plus 400. First of all, as far as the Lions thing goes, last time I checked, while they should be somewhat improved, the Lions still don't have a very good defense. And until James and Williams comes back, I think they're a little overblown as far as what their overall offensive capabilities are. And they still have to prove that they could actually put up points on the road. I'm actually very interested to see what happens next week. You're playing a bad Chiefs defense with, against a really good offense, but they're on the road. And that didn't seem to matter last year. It didn't seem to matter how bad the defense was, even against Chicago. They couldn't put up points when they were on the road. So I'm curious to kind of see how that winds up working out. I don't buy the Lions. I know they're the sweethearts of America this year, and everyone wants to buy in the Guns Mahoney, Dan Campbell, and all this other nonsense, but there's no way I'm placing my money on the Lions. The Vikings, while they also have some defensive personnel issues in their own right, they hired Brian Flores to be their defensive coordinator. And they have enough guys in pass rushing and in secondary to play his brand of football of turnovers and sacks and complementary football to the offense. They're going to give up points. They're going to give up yards. But then they're going to make those key turnovers, those key sacks when you need them the most and get their offense ball back. And that's what they're going to lean on. Yes, last year was completely lucky, but I don't think the division winner of this year's NFC North has to win 13 games to win this division. I think you win 9, maybe 10, and you're coming out as the overall winner. So they don't have to win as many games as they did last year. But I do want to throw the Packers. I, I want to throw a little bit of shekels on the Packers here, plus at plus 400, because if Jordan Love comes out and plays like a competent quarterback, that's actually probably the most talented team of both sides of football in this entire division. So I'm not ignoring them, especially at that Value, Chris. How do you see this division playing out?
2: Yes, so I'm with you. With on the Detroit and the, you know looking at this team more objectively than people want to, in a sense, the defense has not shown significant improvement. I know there's some players that they added this offseason. This is going to, continue to be a better player, but they still have holes in that defense. Offensively, without Jameson Williams, we still wonder. You know, what does Marvin Jones have left in the tank? Is Khalif Raymond going to be enough? That's part of the reasons you can struggle to score points on the road. I do think Detroit's going to be able to be physical and run the ball, which I think helps. And I'm a big believer in offensive lines, and usually looking at the line play as the divisions guys that I like. So you made a point about you know Detroit not necessarily being a favorite. I think they can win it because the offensive line is so dominant and so good. But you knew who offensive line is very good: Green Bay Packers. And you made an excellent point about the talent of this team. They spent a lot of draft capital. You know, Chaz talked about you know, Aaron Rodgers being frustrated or was he kind of holding his team back? Well, a big part of Aaron Rodgers' frustration became they spent the last 10 years drafting all kinds of defensive players over and over and over again. But they should have a decent amount of talent on that side of the ball. If Jordan Lowe plays well, you have a nice receiving core. You of a better backfield in some football. And you have a very good offensive line. So the Green Bay Packers, to me, is the bet to take in this division. All right,
1: I can't. I don't hate that at all, Chaz, What do you think here?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they remember they pissed them off because they had a shot that year. If they had gotten another skilled player, but they brought this guy in, they, they and so they had a guy on the on their bench who was never going to play, was not going to help the team at all, and they came really, really close. And he had a chip on his shoulder. This is this guy's moment. So, so it's it's. Is it Minnesota, the team that just came, just did it? So they just did it. So that's repeating. Is in this division is not that hard. Green Bay did it seventeen years in a row or something. But when you've got the Detroit team, it's twenty twenty three. They last won the division in nineteen ninety three. Math with. Both when you do math with years and both years end in three, it's really easy to do the math. So, you want to tell me a team that hasn't won the division in 30 years is one of the biggest, is the, is the favorite in this division? It ain't happened. So, for me, it, it, I think it's going to be either Minnesota or Green Bay. But Minnesota, I know what I'm getting with Minnesota. I'm not getting a great quarterback, but I'm getting a consistent quarterback. Jordan Love, is he, you know, was he not good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers up to this point? Did he, I mean, it's it's it's
1: really one of my weakest picks. Yeah, the NFC North will be an interesting one. So I'm going to go with the Vikings, but I would I would back myself up with like I said like a, a half unit quarter unit there on the Green Bay Packers as well at that kind yeah, of but
0: maybe can, can you find me a, a book that says Detroit won't win? That's probably the bet I need to make.
1: Well, yeah, I would love that. They don't seem to bet it that way, Chaz. I don't know why. Okay. I think we would I'm wait
0: Bovada. I gotta go to
1: Bovada. I'll let you bet anything. Let's go to the NFC South. This is another division that is just up for grabs. So the Saints are the favorites. And that makes sense to me at plus one hundred and five. The Atlanta Falcons at plus two hundred. The Panthers at plus five hundred. And the Bucks at plus a <laughs> thousand. First of all, I'm not picking either one in the win division. But can I just say the Bucks have a I know they have a Baker Mayfield problem, but they got a pretty talented team still outside of Baker Mayfield, and they're definitely more talented than the Carolina Panthers. I do find it a little ridiculous that the Panthers are that much more favored than the Bucks. I'm not picking either one of them to win the division, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there as kind of a side note thing. I take think, I think the Saints. Uh, I think they have, one, the best defense in that division, and two, I think by far, honestly, they have the best quarterback in that division, Derek Carr. Maybe that's not saying much, but you got a brace young you got rookie with not many weapons, and I personally have a lot of questions about what kind of brace young NFL quarterback he's going to be. You have Baker Mayfield, which you all know is going to be a meme at some point this year watching Baker Mayfield play. It's just going to happen. And then I'm not a big fan of Desmond Ritter. So Derek Carr, to me, is the best quarterback and this team is the best defense, and they have some weapons on the offside, offensive side of the ball. So all that chalks up to me is Saints winning this division. And then plus 105, that's good enough odds for me to bet that. So, Chris, what do you think?
2: So my lock command bet i the beat in this room all offseason is the Atlanta Falcons will win this division. I think this Falcons team is going to be uh, very uh, potent offensively. Positionless football, I think, is going to take the league by storm. And I think defensively, they've sneakily got better. They have some playmakers in the secondary. They have a different scheme that they're bringing a lot of being a lot of aggressive. And a lot of people are talking about how this Atlanta defense has been impressive this, you know, off season. So I know it's only preseason. We've only seen scrimmages go so far, but I'm buying Atlanta and I love it. But Dan, I'm going to say, if you have some extra money, and I you know we talked about this a lot earlier, why not throw some money on HIPAA Bay? They're not that bad of a team. Nobody's division a world beater. The Saints' defense wasn't good last year, so no guarantees can be good this year. I think Derek Carr is an improvement at the quarterback position, but this team has little to no depth after their starters on offense. And I think that when you look at this team, Saints, and you look at the rest of the division, even though I like Atlanta a lot, they have different, you know, warts. Tampa Bay has a very good defense. They have a pretty good, you know, one of the better receiving cores you can have in football. And I know Baker Mayfield, you know, everybody's knock-knock joke right now, but, you know, Chaz talked about Cleveland going winning a division. The Browns were pretty good a couple of years ago there with Baker Mayfield, so he cannot, he does not still have to win it for you. He doesn't have to screw it up for you. I like it a lot.
1: I can never in good conscience <laughs> bet on Baker Mayfield, but I do like the argument. Chaz, what do you think?
0: Actually, I was explaining it to my wife earlier today about uh, Derek Carr may not be the best quarterback in his family, and she didn't understand that the Carr brothers, there's a lot of them. And they, they might someday adopt it. I don't know, but I like Derek Carr, and I don't even know who the quarterback of Atlanta is going to be. That was that made this decision easy for me. And there's no way uh, if if Dan and uh, so say say the three of us went out, we went out drinking, and we were playing drinking games, and uh, but the rules were. If you win the money, you gotta bet it all on Tampa Bay. I wouldn't play the drinking game.
1: (laughs) That's a good that's a yeah, I like that. That's a good way to phrase that. So let's go to our last division. Let's talk about the NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers are the heavy favorites at minus 190. So actually, it makes them the heaviest favorites of all divisions. It looks like the Seattle Seahawks are at plus 230, Rams at plus a thousand, and the Cardinals at plus 3,500. The Cardinals will probably be the worst team in all of the NFL, so we can kind of just chuck that to the wind. Uh, <laughs> so, we look at the 49ers, and the, as a 49ers fan, I, I don't, I kind of like twitch a little bit whenever I try to boost them up and like, oh, yeah, yeah, they show in the division because that just makes me like want to knock on wood and get one of those voodoo dolls Chaz has down there to kind of counteract the karma a little bit. They are the best team. Nick Bosa will play at some point. If it's not week one, they will get the contract done. I have no, I have no qualms about that. The question of course is going to be is Brock Purdy, what he was last year or something close to, or is he more like the seventh round draft pick that he was just a year ago? That's going to be the major question throughout the entire year, but there's no question about the amount of talent they have on both sides of the football. And I do think they are the best talented team. Now, I will preface this. I do think even as a San Francisco fan, it'd be worth throwing half a unit on the Seattle Seahawks at plus two thirty. Because if Gino can play anything close to what he did last year, that's a team with young and up and coming talent. And while they have not maybe emerged yet to this point, that sometimes those teams can emerge on you during the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle could do that. Now I know, Chris, you can make fun of me. It's okay. I I know I bashed the hell out of Geno last year. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I still view him as a journeyman quarterback who struck lightning. It's happened before. We've seen these guys go back to being what they were most of their careers the following year, no matter how talented the teams were. And I still lean on the side. That's more likely for Geno Smith than him giving you 30 touchdowns again this season like he did last year. But I do have to not rule out the possibility. If I'm throwing half or a corner unit on it just to protect my minus 190 for San Francisco, I'm okay with that. So my pick, of course, is San Francisco. I'd have to parlay it with somebody to feel good about the bet. I wouldn't mind a little bit on Seattle. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to be super aggressive on this division. I think this is a division that can be, you know, for me it's a flip of a coin. I think either Seattle or the Forty can win the division. You made a lot of great points about the Forty talent and you know the they get Bosa, but you can lose some games in the meantime until you get a Bosa back, until Brock Purdy kind of finds his stride. In the meantime, Seattle, I, I know there's questions about Can Gino repeat. One thing we haven't heard about you know this off is Gino regressing and camp looking bad. In fact, we've heard quite the opposite. We've heard that Geno looks confident. He's taking Spiger of this team, and they added Jackson at the Jigba. They added Zach Charbonnet to the backfield. Their offensive line was young, and they got, it continues to grow and get better. They have a lot of talent on that Seattle offense. And then you look at the defense, which was horrendous at proportions of last year, particularly the beginning of the season. You have two corners, you know, a woolen whether oh, the kid they drafted this year, they can be game changers. The secondary has more safeties. They added to the equation. that might get Jamal Adams back at some point. So this defense can kind of figure out just a little bit better than it was last year. They can easily win this division. So I think there's a case that we may definitely throw some shekels in Seattle. I'm um, not super confident on that, but the 49ers can be also a team that you have every very good reason to do if you want to make an easy bet. Chaz, how do you see this thing? The
0: thing I remember the Seattle controversy when uh, the coach that cheated from New Orleans bashed the coach that's with the Jets now. Remember that? He said yeah. uh, this team was the worst coach. To, I mean, which really was a low class. Greatest coach of right the whole
1: time, by the way. And I wish he never would have
0: backed off of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And, 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 but I, 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 I just don't see Geno. I think it was lightning in a bottle. I, I just don't think it's going to happen again. Now, don't get me wrong. Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy it sounds like it could be a answer for a trivia question or something. No, no. Neither of those, neither of those guys are scaring me. And and I, the forty nine er best quarterback for 49ers may be in Dallas, right?
1: No, that, that, no, sorry. Yeah. Chaz, that's, that's a big sore point with me. I'm so glad he's gone. There's no, no chance. Okay,
0: <laughs> All I'm saying is that they, uh, we always say, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Well, if you got three quarterbacks, hello, it's worse. And so, but I, I, I've got them as my number two seed in the NFC uh, division. So I got San Francisco.
1: Okay, all right. So that's all yeah. of our division. So, to chat, so, Chaz, what's our what's our list looking like? What's our parlay looking like before we go to the Super so, Bowl? So
0: for me, I got I got Philly's the number one seed in the NFC. East. I just I just think they're they're going to be good. Uh, San Francisco's number two. The number three is the Saints, and number four is Minnesota. So so now so that's my eight teamer. But the question is, what do I do for the top? Of four or five well so if you look at the top so it would definitely be philly san francisco kansas city and buffalo and i look at what do i like as my best number three cincinnati or new orleans and my best number four minnesota or titans and and none of those none of those teams none of those teams really excite me so i'm looking at a plus 125 a 125 and again the odds will be different but minus 200 minus 175 that's a four teamer that ain't gonna pay ten to one, right? That's probably gonna pay seven to one somewhere around there maybe. What do you think for those those are all favorites. so I need to add a fifteen. I have to
1: uh, the fifteen I would add would be Tennessee and that would put take you right to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, so we got we got Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee, and I really believe after going through and I really every year that I do this show with you guys, I, it really fine tunes what I think I'm seeing. But um, I, as soon as we were about halfway through, I felt the AFC is a better team, a better. I mean, that would be a play. <laughs> AFC to win the Super Bowl. What is the, I didn't look at the odds on that? We're about to get. So be, there's, only the the
1: Cowboys, be, there's only three teams in the NFC. It's the Cowboys, the Eagles, and a San Fran. After that, I think it's right. a complete right. crapshoot. AFC, it could be yeah. anybody. Like it really could, it could be just. So, a so when
0: I, when I do this ticket, I will um, of course. Um, tag you guys on social media, but it's going to be a paper ticket in my hand, and I'm really excited about that. That's going to be fun.
1: All right, let's talk Super Bowl, and then we'll get in some uh, MVP awards, and we'll close out the show. So, Chris, here we go. Ready for the Super Bowl, guys? I'm going to give you the top six because that's really what's kind of more. Actually, I'll give you the top eight. I'll give you the top eight. The Kansas City Chiefs are plus six hundred. That makes sense. Eagles at plus six fifty. The Bills at plus nine hundred. San Francisco at plus a thousand. The Bengals at plus 1100, Dallas at plus 14, the Jets at plus 16, and the Ravens at plus 1800. I personally love the Bengals. I think it's their turn. The AFC just seems to take turns between the Chiefs and then the Bills and then the Bengals. And I think it's the Bengals' turn to go back with a better offensive line. I think it's the only thing that's holding back that offense from reaching Chiefs level. Frankly, they have a better defense, especially one that plays well in the playoffs. Uh, I like, especially at eleven hundred. I, I like the Cincinnati Bengals. That 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 value in that team seems to be the right Goldilocks mix
2: for me. What do you think? So Cincinnati does they have a better defense? They lost Jesse Bates. They lost Von Bell. And then Kansas City, um, I think so. Well, yeah, I think they. I think on paper they did last year's too. Of all those teams, as you listed in the odds, Dan, you know I think that we a know we can't just necessarily put on the Chiefs because we saw this last year. Everybody thought the Bills were and no way the Bills won't go to Super Bowl. Bills are going to be great. You know, Chad was talking about his parlay. Every year, the NFL always surprises us where we think we know everybody's going to be good. We think we know who the playoff teams are going to be. Who expected the Rams to be terrible last year? Who expected the Buffalo Bills to be in Super Bowl last year? Neither one of those things, you know, wound up unfolding how we thought they would. So I, I do think that when you're looking at this, I like the Jets. I, I think the storybook book. Um, ending could be there. The Jets defense was one of the top defenses last year. You added Aaron Rodgers and you subtract some of the hardest quarterback play that they had last year. This team adds a Dalvin Cook as well. You know, Wilson in the second year. This Jets team, if their offensive the line can be just pretty good to the average, could be one of those teams that can definitely be a contender when all the other big boys are kind of being expected to win. I think the Jets might be the, you know, a team to tie a couple of shekels on if you're looking for an upset.
1: Okay, okay.
2: I, you know what? I like a lot.
0: Chaz, what uh, do you think? April, this was dated April 27th, right Right before our show. Chiefs have gone from 575 to 6. Bills are still at 9. That's where they were. 49ers are up to 10. They were at 9. Eagles have dropped to 650 from 10. Bengals are 11. They were 10. Dallas is 14. They were 15. Uh, the Jets, Chris's pick, is 16. They were 10 and the Lions, no, the Ravens who were 25, they're 18. I, I, I'm i going to go with Philly. I think if you said it, you said that I could pull this off of Facebook and copy the, the audio. I think you said at one point that this is this window.
1: Yeah, I did. This is their window. It is setting up for this, like I said, this year or next year. It This is their window. And that, that's,
0: yep. However, they are in the NFC. So if getting there is going to be a little easier because there's no doubt the AFC – is much stronger
1: one 100% all right so let's close out the show with some a player award betting. And Chris, you're going to see this is a common theme with me. I picked the Bengals for kind of a reason, man, because I'm looking at Joe Burrow at plus 750 for the MVP. And uh, just to skip ahead a little bit, I'm, I'm looking at Jamar Chase at the Offensive Player of the Year at plus 1100. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. When I looked at these bets and I looked at these values, I was like really feeling the Bengals here. But let me give you the other MVP guys and you can tell me what you think. So, of course, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite at plus 600. Joe Burrow is number two. There at the plus seven fifty. Then you have Josh Allen at plus eight fifty. Jalen Hurts at plus eleven hundred. My sneaky bet is Justin Herbert at plus twelve hundred. That'd be my sneaky bet. Trevor Lawrence at plus fifteen hundred. So what do you think?
2: I can't believe Jalen Hurts is eleven hundred. I'm taking Jalen Hurts on that all day, every day.
1: If he actually stays healthy for a full season, it could have happened last year. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all either. Chaz, you got a, a, a horse in the MVP race.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's funny because um, I am a huge fan of the Chargers quarterback. I still have a couple Oregon footballs, by the way. However, we have Jamar Chase signed football, so that would be good. Because remember, there's two things that will make the value of an autographed collectible go up. MVPs and what? Championships. Championships. Death. Death. <laughs> sorry guys to, to burst your bubble but that's how it works in the no, collective. It it's really hard it's really hard to sign an autograph once you did <laughs> so uh but i i i I'm, i like i gotta stick with i have to stick with if i like the eagles then i take the 1100 right
1: yeah yeah i agree i'm just i'm, I'm double banking on the Bengals for the for the same reason yeah sure. So uh, yep, yep. offensive of player of the year, I, I do have Jamar Chase. He Jamar Chase, this this did surprise me a little bit. I mean, plus eleven 1, hundred is always good odds when you're betting and taking shots anyway, but that's actually the favorite for offensive player of the year at plus eleven 1, hundred. Justin Jefferson is at plus thirteen hundred, McCaffrey at plus fifteen hundred, Nick Chubb, which I was a little inter- interested by plus seventeen hundred. And then you get the Tyree Kill at plus two thousand, Justin Fields at plus two thousand.
2: Chris, out of that group, what are you thinking? That's tough. Uh, I'd be definitely definitely tapping the Justin Fields 2000. I think Justin Fields could have a remarkable year this year. We saw the rushing last year. I think the passing will improve this year. The Chicago offense should be much improved. The defense won't be necessarily, which will help him put up good numbers as well offensively. But those running backs he mentioned in the middle, Dan, that's what really catches my eye. Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey, both guys who I think can have outstanding seasons People just assume Christian McCaffrey is going to get hurt because he had a couple of years. We got banged up in Carolina. He had nothing to play for, guys. Last year, you saw a rejuvenated Christian McCaffrey an entire offseason season San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan had to figure out how to use this guy. On an offense that you could not figure out how to stop this guy. You can't take, put eight, nine guys in the box. You can't key linebackers or safeties on him because you have George Kittle, you have a Brandon Ayuk. you have a Debo Samuel. So I love Christian McCaffrey. And Nick Chubb can actually get to catch the ball this year, too. I thought about Cleveland being a team that I think is going to be a surprise this year. I Chubb's a big reason. I think one of those two guys or not Jason Justin Fields could all be guys that I'm looking at.
1: Yeah. Let me just talk real quick. The, the Christian McCaffrey injury risk thing drives me up. The guy played 17 games plus playoff games last year as a running back. Why is he still getting this? Like, oh, he's just like a brittle injury label. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense because he had two years of Carolina. I, he I have not to good Chaz.
0: well i have an opinion and, and that's exactly it it was because that's all they had in carolina and and in san francisco when he came there you could just see the fit oh my god it was such a smooth fit wasn't it it just he yeah. slid right in he was successful early but uh here's the thing you just mentioned something this has nothing to do with a, a place specifically but more sports betting lessons.com you're you're looking at a favorite is 1100 right yes. if that doesn't scream three bets this is like imagine if a roulette table paid 11 to 1 on every you know you bet you put three chips out there and then you see what happens because if you hit one of your three chips if the worst case scenario you're getting 4 to 1 for your money well guess what guys 400% interest is pretty damn good and if you catch one of those 20 to 1 bombs and you bet three. Remember, when you're betting something like this, only one can win. So you know two of them are losers. But it's really just looks to, to spread your your risk around and you can get seven to one for your money. Again, I'd be very proud to say I won, I got seven. Of course, if I hit the MVP and he was 20 to 1, I would tell people I hit the MVP, he was 21. I wouldn't tell them I spread it out over three players, so my return on my investment was seven to one. Because it sounds better 20 to 1, doesn't
1: it? Of course it does. But that's it, a great lesson, yes. You can play this like a roulette table. Absolutely. I love playing roulette. That's actually one of my favorite games at the casino. Let's get into this. Well, the-
0: there's, no, there's no pressure. I mean, it either you either won or you lost, and then all the arms go crazy across the table. <laughs> now, I will tell you, I am in New Orleans. I was at Harris today. I spent more money at the bar than I did gambling because I told my wife. She goes, the drinks are so expensive at the bar. Says, sweetie pie. I remember being with John Dylan and he says, let me buy you a tr-. I said, Johnny, let me buy you a drink. No, no, no. We'll just play some blackjack and we'll get our drinks for free. He lost he had 20, 20, and 19. He lost three hands in a row. Those four Roman coast cost us hundred dollars. <laughs> 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 so in a casino, go to the bar, talk to play, throw some quarters in the machines, play that little poker thing, <laughs> and get free drinks. Don't sit at a table because those roulette tables can take a hundred
1: dollars pretty damn quick. That's yeah, that's true too. Uh let's get into our defensive player of the year and get this thing moving along here. We got Michael, Mika Parsons is the favorite here at plus five hundred. My favorite bet is Miles Garrett at plus eight hundred, or Nick Bosa to repeat at plus twelve hundred, TJ Watts at plus eight fifty. You have Max Crosby at plus two thousand, and Ahmad Gardner at plus fifteen. Hundred, so a pretty heavy favorite there, Amika Parsons to win this thing. I, the reason I have Miles Garrett is because I love the fit with the new defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. I think he's just tailor made for a guy like Miles Garrett to go off. So while it's plus eight hundred, maybe not as juicy as the other ones, that's my guy going into for this award. Chris, what do you think?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's definitely not a bad one for these kind of events, You know, Chaz talked about where you kind of spread your money at. My favorite thing to do is Futures Defensive Players of the Year because it's something that's basically a great crapshoot. It's a lot of guys that aren't even on that list. You mentioned Dan that could actually win it this year. So for me, I'm looking for one of the better values, the best values on those boards. Uh, one of the guys I remember, I, I made an earlier bet, on was Bradley Chubb, a guy who I really like to fit for him on the Dolphins, the new defensive scheme that they're going to have. So I look for, when I come to Defensive Player of the Year, I look for the guys who you know, have the biggest payout in a sense and throw a couple of shekels of much different guys that I think can be a you big-pay know, big, big, big pay winners down the road.
1: Okay. Okay, Chaz, who do you think wins the Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, well, you uh,
2: know what? There?
0: All those names were just incredible football players. And I, when I played football, I was in defense, and defense is different than offense. Defense is a different version of human being. There's no doubt about it. But what I want to see is a family feud between the Watts and the Boses.
1: <laughs> that would be fantastic. Right?
0: They could pretty much. They would only have to get their parents, right?
1: Yeah, yeah pretty much. That w- that would be awesome. That would be fun.
0: Uh, let's move. So, to if Brooklyn. you're a producer out there for the Family Feud, pay attention.
1: Make that happen. Make that happen. They got the NFL uh, live show there on CW. You can make it happen. Uh, The offensive rookie of the year is Bijan Robinson at plus 275. Brace Young at plus 500. Anthony Aries at plus 600. CJ Stroud at plus 850. Jameer Gibbs at plus 1,000. I know it's heavy favor on Bijan, but there's no way I'm putting money on anybody else.
2: Yeah, I can't agree with more Dan. I want to try to make a case for somebody else just to make it kind of interesting. But we all know barring major injury for Bijan Robinson, this this is a champion. This is a you know going to be his.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be his like look, look at the rookie quarterbacks. None of them are really in a position to have very impressive years, I think. And, uh, and Bijan's in a position to have a very impressive year. Chaz, you got any two cents on that one?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you start with the worst teams, getting the best players, it doesn't give them a chance to really shine.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. All right, let's wrap this up with the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson at plus 400. Jalen Carter at plus 700. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback on New England, plus 950. Tyree Wilson, plus 1,000. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, plus 1,000. And Jack Campbell, who's actually my pick, at plus 1,400. And the reason I'm picking Jack Campbell, there's not a lot of players on the Detroit Lions I trust making tackles. Jack Campbell might get 170 tackles. And the adds on maybe three sacks, maybe an interception or two. I can actually see him sneaking away with this award over, let's say, the favorite in Will Anderson. So I kind of like Jack Campbell at plus 1,400. Chris, what do you think?
2: I think that's a good one to go with, Dan. You know, this is another thing I talk about defensive players. Defensive rookies is the same thing for me. I'm looking for an opportunity for big payouts because a lot of times the guys who are favored don't want winning these things. I think you talked about Campbell being a great, excellent candidate to look at. I like linebackers for this award because they can make the, lots of tackles. They can be involved in lots of plays. If they make a couple picks or have some sacks, then they can kind of shine. Drew Sanders is like a guy that I like that from Denver Broncos. We saw Mika Parsons kind of hit the scene uh, you know, a couple of years ago for Dallas and just explode as a defensive rusher. And out started off as a linebacker. Drew Sanders has some of the similar skill sets. So I look for when it comes to defensive rookies, who are those guys who can play a linebacker position but can maybe, you know, add up lots of tackles and get some picks or guys who can get some sacks? Because quite often the edge rush, like a Will Anderson, don't necessarily hit the ground running. It's hard for guys that get double to just sacker right off the bat, and especially when you're the best defensive guy on your team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chaz, what do you got?
0: Well, a, a guy that plays in the middle of the field is always going to have more opportunity than a guy that plays on the end of either line. But I, I, I think the asterisk BSI, which is what Chris said, barring serious injury. Guess what? These guys have never played it down in the NFL in a regular season game. And barring serious injury is, is a big part of the game. It really is.
1: Yeah, 100%. Guys, it's going to do it for the show. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hopefully, we are talking back again in January with all these future bets, cashing a ton of tickets. Chaz, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. We're going to have you back, buddy, at least once a week moving forward. I can't who, wait. Who that. that? Who that? That's right. What, what else you got coming up, Chaz? We want people to check you out and we want them to follow you at.
0: Right, you know what, Um, the com right now, we we're blessed with a lot of inventory because we had a lot of balls that we did. So we got, if you're a Penn State fan, if you're a Tulane fan, if you're a Georgia fan, if you're a Kansas City fan. Otherwise, um, wake. I miss Chris, I miss Wake and Bake, but the CFL, I mean, we're winning 70% of our games, so it takes a little of the edge off of the Wake and Bake thing, you know?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah we, well, hopefully we'll see you back on that show, too. We're going to have Chaz with us once a week. Uh, I'm not sure about week one. I think we're just, Chris, I think we're just doing the preview show, and that's going to be it for week one. We'll have him back by week two. That show is going to be the Injury Inquiry show for the first half hour, and the second half hour will be with Chaz Filardi, and we'll go through all the game bets for the week. That's going to be on Thursday. You, you guys... You guys
0: are like my rabbit's foot. I mean, you really are my lucky charms. Remember, I've had some incredible weeks with you guys, 12 and 2 and shit like that. I mean, 12 and 2 is, a, is like, you know, your wife just doesn't want to hear it anymore. Honey, go away. Go talk <laughs> to somebody else about it.
1: Well, hopefully, too, we'll be able to improve our, par- our three way parlay record. That's what I'm yeah. looking forward to this year. I want to improve that for you guys and hit some of those bigger. I,
0: I have, I have a, a, a secret. I have a surprise for you on that, by the way.
1: Okay. Okay, well we'll save it. We'll save it for then. Uh make sure you guys yep. tune in, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the MD's fantasy football show. Hit the bell notifications. Stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. We are going to be back here live Sunday this Sunday at 8 p.m. with a full Operation Domination episode. The full fantasy football and NFL betting preview show. That is going to be our new show. That's how we're going to be doing things. Again, intertwining fantasy football and sports betting this year going 50-50 to help you win championships and cash tickets. That's going to be 8 p.m. this Sunday live on our YouTube channel. It will be available of course on all of our podcasts and social media platforms after that. So Make sure you guys tune in. Give us a follow on social media at belly MDFF show on X and at MDFF show everywhere else. And we'll see you guys Sunday night.